Dear MSPA members and friends, welcome to MSPA's podcast uh, series. I'm uh, Thanasifa Apostolou and I will be your host. Looking forward to welcoming some of uh, our industry's influencers, case studies and uh, members that uh, want to share their innovations and experience. It felt uh, natural for our first uh, episode to have as a guest uh, Veronica Boxberg-Carlson, founder of uh, MSPA Europe and Better Business Worldwide. Veronica has been the president for MSPA Europe and MSPA Global Board and is now a member of uh, MSPA Global Advisory Committee. Veronica, hi. Thank you for uh, taking the time to be our first guest. It's an honor to have you around and to hear more about you and your uh, experiences. Thank you, Tanasis. It's an honor to be the first guest. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so so I mean, I, I've been in this industry for 23 years and it's because I'm so dedicated for this, uh, the, the concept. I really, really feel, feel that it's good for companies, for any company in any industry. My company is based in Sweden, Better Business Worldwide. We are specialists now in, in coordinating global projects. So that's really has been a driving force also to, to really try to be really, really good at that. So today we have 14 employees in the office and uh, thousands of mystery shoppers in the Nordic countries. And then we have all these professional colleagues in the MSPA that can support us with the international projects. So I'm really happy to be in this industry and be in this association. So How did you start with uh, mystery shopping? I mean, how did you get into this uh, market? Yes. Previously, I was working as a manager in the retail and hospitality industry. And in uh, this international restaurant chain where I work, uh, I was familiar with mystery shopping because they were using mystery shopping. So I had that also as a tool. I got the reports and could use that uh, in my work. But except international brands in, in 1995, not many people knew what mystery shopping was. So when my first client wanted me to do this, previously they had used a magazine. So it was just, they were not really happy with the kind of evaluations and grading and the report from this magazine. So they wanted to have more professional uh, approach. So I, slept at all the 55 hotels in Sweden on my own and uh, made a report for them that they were really happy with. They were really, it was really useful. So uh, after that, they wanted me to do visits in all their hotels in seven countries in Europe. So that's why I needed to have people help me. But even though we were a, a group of people doing this we were traveling from sweden and it was time consuming and it was expensive of course so actually it was the client who suggested that i would look on the internet how do they work with mystery shopping in other country uh, countries and especially us so that's why i searched on the internet and found mspa in 1999 so at that time also mystery shopping was so unknown in sweden so That's why I started writing books about mystery shopping. And this was also a way for me to learn more about the industry. So it was really useful. And uh, this book is now available for management, but also for a special book for employees, which mm -hmm. now is in 25 languages and uh, planning to be in digital format also. Sure. So Interesting. 
So what was the landscape back then? I mean, what is, I, I understand that there are many things different now, but uh, how did the companies choose mystery shopping? How easy it was to sell this kind of services? And it how did they hard. use it? What did they use it for back then? Oh, they used it really for the same things as today, uh, at least in Sweden and the Nordic countries, to use it as a positive tool. And we have also been very, very, it has been very important for us that the companies are using this as a positive tool to help yeah. and increase and, and uh, develop and to do better, to, to give the employees a chance to be better, to, to develop and, and give feedback and improve instead of using as a as a tool for punishment have you turned down uh, ever uh, any projects that thought that they were negative because i've seen uh, such projects and this is somehow uh, in uh, some ways the only thing that gives uh, let's say let's say a bad name to the industry in general because some people have a negative uh, opinion about mystery solving because of these practices yes we have turned down lots of, of projects and but we have also found companies that wants to do this they have this um, goal of finding people doing some things wrong but then when we explain that you need actually to tell your employees what you want them to to do and how you want them to perform and what goals you want them to reach and you need to have a training program that is suitable for uh, making this happen so companies have realized that, oh, we need to tell the employees that we are doing this. And, oh, we need to train them to really be able yeah. to deliver. And by doing that the right way, uh, many companies have actually realized that they can use this for improvements in, instead of what they were <laughs> planning yeah. to do from the beginning. And the return on investment is much higher this way. It's almost yes. uh, nothing as a cost. In exactly. my opinion, at least, mystery shopping, when you use it in a positive way and uh, as a tool to have better uh, procedures and all that. So, yes. yeah. With uh, MSPA, how did you come with this idea? You said that you were searching for mystery shopping uh, in the internet and all that. Yes. When I found MSPA, I, I realized it has started in 97. I became a member in 99. At that time, there were two conferences in-person conferences each year in US. So mm -hmm. we need to travel to US. And in 2001, we were so many European members traveling to US and, and realizing that we have more in common in Europe and we had uh, different priorities than they had in US. Mm -hmm. So we, we realized that it's better for us to, why fly over the, to US to meet? We can meet in Europe instead. So we were, at that time, 16 companies that signed mm -hmm. the petition to start MSPA Europe. And I was the president for, for uh, several years in the beginning. Uh, and later on, uh, I was also involved in uh, supporting uh, this setup of Asia Pacific and Latin America. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm also very happy that we could add Africa to the, to the region, European region, uh, yeah. a couple of years ago. Then the global board was created to be able to keep all those regions uh, consistently together. So, I mean, otherwise all the regions may be in different directions. So that's why it's uh, important to have the global board to coordinate and to keep everything together to develop the brand. 
So you just started 16 members? Yes, we were 16 when we started. And now I'm so happy that Europe is growing. So even even in, in the diff- difficult times, Europe is yeah. really doing really good. So yeah. it's really nice. Yeah, how do you see things uh, now around uh, MSPA? How things are different? I'm so proud over, I mean, the MSPA members uh, and the board members in particular that are supporting the members and developing the industry. It's really, they spend, all the board members spend so much time and and uh, they travel on their own expense to yeah, board meetings true. and so on. So it's really amazing that so many people are dedicated to really developing the industry. And uh, why do you think it's important uh, for uh, a company that uh, offers this uh, type of services to be a member uh, of MSPA? I think it's really important to uh, take the advantage to learn from best practices in the industry, to learn from colleagues. And also we see that many companies are now clients are including um, a requirement for MSPA membership in their yeah. RFQs. So yeah. it's, a, it's a benefit when you want to do more business to be a member of MSPA. And uh, it's also a benefit if all members are promoting MSPA and, and explaining for clients that it's really important that their, their providers are members. This, this will make uh, the industry grow even more. And we want clients to choose MSPA members instead of a cheap supplier that does mystery shopping in a wrong way. And that would hurt the industry. So I think it's very important that everyone helps with this uh, to uh, to promote. We also have all these uh, guidelines around ethics and around all that. Uh, It's important for everyone to follow the same, uh, you know, guidelines. And uh, as you mentioned, it's also important not just to be a member, but to contribute as much as possible because it is for your own benefit uh, in the end. So this is why so many times in uh, hubs and events, we ask for involvement and uh, all that. And uh, yeah, we see that. We see that many people are responding to that. So have you seen any changes in the industry in the last couple of years? I mean, what is your vision for the next day, especially after the pandemic? Because we saw many changes happening. Well, due to the pandemic, of course, there have been now many new opportunities for for health and security assessments. uh, But then in general, the, the development also goes for, for more digital, more like grouping and, and uh, looking at uh, all the different um, contact points, like in, in omni-channel projects. So instead of just looking at uh, one figure, you need to look at the whole picture. So mm-hmm. I think that many mystery shopping providers could could uh, give the bigger pi- picture by, by adding all those different uh, uh, service evaluations in, in, one, in one piece to the client. So I also wanted to ask you about the smiling report because it's uh, we see some changes happening there, uh, and uh, I wanted to ask first how it started. It, it started uh, just with your company, and then uh, uh, you teamed with uh, MSPA, or it was right. Well, actually, up- yeah, actually, 
some of our clients wanted to know how, okay, this is our figures, but how are we compared to other? Do you have any benchmarking figures? So in 2004, I started um, asking other MSPA members to uh, join in this uh, project to, to uh, enter, submit their data without naming uh, their own company names, uh, no client names, just yeah. to, so that we can see smiling, greeting, and add-on sales, uh, mm -hmm. these three areas. So um, now I think we have data from 68 different countries. Yeah. Yeah. We have more than 30 million questions, I think, gathered in, in the data reports uh, from all the years mm -hmm. together. So, um, and also it's really beneficial for providers to be able to use this as benchmarking to give your data to the client and to compare their data, but also yeah. uh, to see the industry figures. So it's really interesting also for market, for media. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is Stella in SKS in, in Brazil. Yeah. She she did so much um, market. She, she actually pa packaged the data from the smiling report in such a good way. So she really attracted a lot of media attention in, in uh, Brazil. And Interesting. I will uh, follow up to that. Yes. And we actually made a summary of her, uh, how she did it. So it is there is a document about this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think many more companies could uh, benefit from doing this. And uh, throughout uh, all those years of the Smiling Report, what is your general view? Uh, are things getting better? Is there, a, you know, a fluctuation or something? Well, the general uh, take is really that uh, smile is okay. Uh, maybe not in the countries where it's not maybe a good a tradition to really do smile, smile, smile yes. as, as much, because in some countries the tradition is not uh, to do that uh, in, in the same extent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, greeting is, is quite good also, but add-on sales is always the lowest, always yeah. the lowest score. And it's really regardless of country, industry, client, uh, also in our own uh, business. It's always the area where most companies could improve more. So, and that's an opportunity for us also to yeah. show that this is where most companies can, can improve and also your company can improve. So that's why we can help to really measure all the different uh, details in the sales process. Where mm -hmm. could you actually be better to sell more? Okay, nice. So. Uh, we are getting closer to face-to-face -face meetings. First, we have the workshops uh, on March 24th, and we also have uh, our conference uh, in June. How do you feel about that? I think that uh, it's important for members to start, uh, you know, participating in all that because, uh, to be honest, there's a lot of people who have worked hard to prepare all the, these, the workshop and uh, the conference. So we need to see this, uh, how much uh, dedicated uh, members are. But uh, of course, we understand also the difficulties. So what uh, is your opinion around that? I think people really want to travel and to meet. So I hope yeah. that many, many members will join the conference uh, in, in uh, Varna. So I think it's really time now. We have waited so long. 
yeah. What I wanted to uh, also ask you, and uh, you know, as we reach towards the end of our conversation, is if you have something that uh, you know has stuck uh, throughout the years from MSPA events or things that you know uh, you feel warm uh, about uh, those uh, occasions. Yeah. I mean, the, when when I look back at, at how the industry and, and how we have worked with, with clients and reporting, it's really, I mean, we, when we started, it was paper. It yeah. was uh, reports via fax and uh, yeah. post, posted in a big <laughs> envelopes uh, by a snail post. And <laughs> uh, we learned to use Excel a lot. So I love yeah. Excel. Uh, then we created our first system in Access the database. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we had a, our first real online system. In we call it Buff Online, and now we are on B Online. It's the new our version of Shopmetric system. And mm -hmm. I think this the development of systems to be efficient and to really be able to give reports in a very structured and good way. That's really important. Um, and and uh, all the suppliers are really good at at developing, but the development could go quicker when it comes to software companies. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. I've also seen that because uh, we're presenting to companies the ways that they can get the reports. Yeah. And uh, when I see how they react, I understand that there is a room for improvement for uh, everyone to. Absolutely. And, and uh, they... yeah, it's cost yeah. effective also. Yes. And actually also the improvement in, in reporting and the, and the systems and, and features need to be much quicker. That is really, really a message to the online suppliers. Yeah. But then what, what my real member, memory that is really the, the best from the industry is all the times I've been able to visit uh, not only other countries for conferences, but also visiting offices of mm. other MSPA members. It's really, really helpful, useful, interesting, fun. So I've been, um, uh, except all the many countries in Europe, I've been to America, in China, Russia, Brazil, Australia, New Zealand, Indonesia, Kenya, Johannesburg, and even uh, spent uh, almost a week in Pakistan. So it's I'm really... starting to get uh, jealous now, so... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I would welcome you to our offices, but we don't have any offices. We work uh, purely uh, online with okay. my team. So, I think yeah. many many companies do that now. It's really awesome. We didn't idea. have that even before the pandemic. When we okay. started, this is how we started uh, without okay. any uh, okay. you know, real presence. Yeah. Nice. I think if you want to add anything, you can. I would like really to, to also emphasize that the uh, importance of all members joining not only yeah. conferences and workshops and hub meetings, but also to take the certificates to yeah. uh, be elite members. Yeah. Because that's good for the companies, the the employees, and the clients, and for the industry. And of course, the criteria there are criteria for that, and but uh, it's not something impossible. It's uh, just uh, making only a small part of contribution. And if everyone yeah. uh, does this small part, then uh, it's a big uh, step for uh, the industry. So yeah, yeah. Nice and to also, say. Uh, also the, yeah. the final my final reminder is that everyone should prepare for joining next year's smiling report. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Uh, this is important also that you say because uh, we only reach uh, near the the data submission and it needs some uh, preparation. You have to yeah. start now in order to have the data for uh, next year. Exactly. So yeah, it's important, start uh, especially for those who who really want to um, to participate and to yeah. uh, that have the amount that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, is needed. So yeah, and Bernarda can also support now. If anyone has any questions or needs help with with uh, how how uh, what more information about the Smiling Report, Bernarda is is. Um, uh, yeah, there is all this information in uh, the website, of course, and uh, yeah. if someone needs to get this info either through Bernarda or if they ask any of the board members, they will yeah. get to the inform to the information yeah. that they need. So yeah. It was very exciting what uh, we've heard and uh, how you started with uh, Mr. Shopping uh, and uh, with MSPA. You've done uh, uh, a tremendous uh, amount of uh, work for the industry, in my opinion, and uh, we thank you for that. Uh, thank you also for uh, being uh, with me today and uh, looking forward to seeing you face to face uh, in uh, our next meetings. Thanks to everyone for listening and uh, we are looking forward to our next episode and see who will be our next guest. Thanks.